swearing a lot tonight. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And now for something completely well, different. Well, obviously, sweetie, I didn't know we'd be burying the container. I look a woman up and down and I say, I'm coming to join you, bitch. Oh, not too far. Oh, you want to get into things? Well, I mean... No, 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 no. Let's get into things. Let's get real. Everybody, Bojack wants to get real. Cancel the bubble round, because we're getting real. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Time to Binge. Literally, and because we have awards now, uh, the best show, the best podcast uh, ever, I think, when it comes to pop culture, when it comes to comedy, when it comes to news, when it comes to podcasts, (laughs) when it comes to Bee Highland. uh, This is the best place to get all of that stuff. And if you don't know what this is, this is a show where we watch the first episode of something and the last episode of something and really just make up a whole bunch of shit in the middle and try to figure out, is this show worth binging? Should we actually take the time to binge this show? Uh, And if you tuned in last week, we watched uh, 2011's Thundercats, uh, which was a fine boringly fine uh show um now before we get going is what we're talking about this week which is saint clarita diet uh is that right say no santa clarita diet i'm like jesus well i don't whatever dude whatever Uh, you should uh why don't you uh make up a a haiku about it make up a haiku uh uh santa clarita (laughs) oh no no, not a haiku. Oh, what uh, but uh, one of those things. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, is that uh, okay? It doesn't matter. Listen. So before we get going into this episode, uh, we just some questions from uh, some of our fans that watched last week's, uh, and they're targeted questions. So uh, if I'm going to ask these questions real fast, once again, if you haven't seen last episode on Thundercats, pause right now, watch that. That way you can hang out with these questions with us. Uh, this first question comes in from our Patreon member, Blue Shirt Flanagan, uh, and he wants to know from Michael, uh, in the episode where a tiger accidentally acid trips on that one floor, flower uh how did you feel that drug trip went as far as 2011's uh cartoon goes well i mean the fact that she was completely nude during that whole trip uh did nothing for the not making me horny uh about her yeah um i would say that that episode was very um i mean she just she just imagined all the different sexual partners she's ever had. And, uh, it was a lot and, uh, I was there for it. Yeah. I'm not as, I'm not one to slut shame. I'm a slut encourager. Now, am I wrong that Tigra is the the Lionel's brother? Yes. I am wrong in that. No. (laughs) Okay. That's who it is. Okay. Um, I think I was just thinking of, some, you of just, a different episode. I was thinking of the different the other acid trip. Where yeah. This show gets this show gets you not horny whatsoever. Uh, I mean, Tiger was still, you know, thinking about all of his sexual partners, and sure. uh, it didn't help to not make me horny uh, for him. So, yeah. uh, same answer, but I was thinking of a different episode. 
Yeah. Okay. That's a, a fairly decent answer. Now, Zombie, uh, the question given to you is in the one episode where Snarf gets that ancient curse and becomes the ever living and gets all those abs and super ripped. How did you feel about sexy Snarf? Um, honestly, it awakened something in me that I'm not sure um, I would have liked to have awakened. But now that it's here, there's nothing I can do about it. So I've embraced Sexy Snarf, honestly, fully, entirely with my body. Yes, many times. Mm, perfect answer. Uh, Dylan, now, as we know throughout the series, the demon priest Mumra assumes many forms, most notably Mumra the ever Living. Although there are a lot of forms Mumra takes, uh, our one friend, Blue Shoot Nick, wants to know, who was your favorite form that Mumra took? Uh, it's the episode when he turns into the hiccups and gives Lionel the hiccups. Um, you don't see shape-shifting get so weird. Mm. Usually it's like, oh, I get, I get buff, which, you know, sure, I'm into that, whatever. But turning into hiccups and then making someone else miserable is a pretty good idea. Yeah, like you could obviously tell that came from Sword in a Stone, but it was a yeah. clever, it was a clever way to do some animation. Uh, yeah, so thank you guys very much for sending in some questions. There are a ton more, and you can find the rest of that in our four-hour episode of this, which we go put out on uh, uh, B's Instagram. Uh, which what was that called? Your your uh, <laughs> blackjacks for Jack Black. Blackjacks yeah. and Jack Black. Check yeah. it out for the whole four-hour episode. We go over all the questions. Now, this week, we're going to go over Santa Clarita Diet, which obviously uh, you know, came out in 2017 on Netflix, uh, starring some beautiful people. Um, and now, episode one, uh, I forgot Drew Barrymore's name. Uh, Drew Barrymore, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, uh, some other good-looking people. Uh, apparently, in the last episode, the Croatian... <laughs> Jeff reading, it's great. <laughs> this is literally written three times in a row at IMDb. I just now saw that. Uh, I probably should have read this first. Uh, but yeah, listen, they used to be so normal, guys, and I just now know that. Um, so quickly, Drew Barrymore, solid name, dude. Didn't see it till later. <laughs> Good job. Uh, a great start. All right, what episode one? Right, you yeah. get this set up. Quickly go over what happens in this thing. Uh, so. We have a married couple with a daughter. They're real auteurs. They pronounce it strange. Yeah. Uh, they live between a cop and a sheriff who hate each other. Yeah. They work at a, they seem moderately successful. He smokes weed and she's withdrawn. Uh, mop headed Nathan Fillion starts at their realty <laughs> place and he looks awful with that haircut, but he is putting the moves on Drew Barrymore. Like you wouldn't fucking believe. Um, they try to sell a house and she starts throwing up everywhere. Uh, she continues throwing, throwing up everywhere and then seemingly dies in the bathroom. He goes in and doesn't quite sell that. He found his wife's corpse in the bathroom of the house. They're showing. That's okay. <laughs> I like Timothy Oliphant a lot. She wakes up. She threw up an organ or like a meatball. It looks like a meatball. Mm -hmm. uh, they leave. She doesn't have a heartbeat. She starts acting real weird. There's a lot of uh, romantic uh, advances in this. Oh, in this episode. Is, is that what you call that? Uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of cunnilingus in this episode. A lot of date for material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, Nathan Fillion, like, oh, she goes to a bar 
with mm-hmm. the waitress from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, who's playing the waitress from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're crazy. <laughs> She's dancing. Nathan Fillion hits on her. She doesn't come home. There's talk about a bar fight because Timothy Oliphant shows up. He wakes up. She's not there. Uh, she's kind of assaulted by Nathan Fillion. And then she bites his fingers off and eats him alive. And Timothy Oliphant shows up and is like, As oh. you do. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, I encourage. No, this is, this is yeah, feminism. No, absolutely. Empowered. Yeah, yeah I encourage <laughs> anyone who's getting attacked mm-hmm. uh, to bite off the fingers of the person attacking I mean, and then just I mean, okay, listen, like, isn't that how it's done in nature? Like, if mm-hmm. the male makes an advancement that the woman doesn't want, she eats him. Yeah. 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 Circle of life. <clears throat> Finger I first. Agree. Beautiful. And then, and then uh, Timothy Oliphant shows up and is like, what? And Drew Barrymore <laughs> is like, huh? And in the credits roll. Hmm. I yeah, think. So. I think that's no. it. That's pretty solid, yeah. Uh, you did miss a, a pretty riveting plot point, which I was curious if this was going to sustain throughout. Uh, uh, B, Timothy Oliphant's toaster. Can we talk about this for a second? Oh, right. How do you feel about this toaster situation? The toaster? Yeah. Honestly, I think he was he was he was a little too hard on that toaster. I think he really should have cut the toaster some slack. Honestly. It was it was doing its best, which is all we can ever do. Uh, yeah, I agree. Especially Honestly, the toaster abuse, I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's out a, of nowhere. It's also their own fault for buying a toaster oven to make toast in. Who does right. that? What do you what did what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. yeah, really. You think a toaster oven? It was going to protest its own existence. So go, go on. <laughs> going into this episode michael when after you watch this whole thing uh michael zombie um <laughs> uh, is this your kind of show it's gory it's funny timothy um, oliphant yeah oh and i really appreciated the amount of uh shirtless tim oliphant uh that was in here um and uh yeah the the gore i think could have could have gone a little bit further um i would have liked to see a little bit more just all around gore. Um, I did appreciate uh, Drew Barrymore having Tim Oliphant like perform oral on him like a bunch of times, not only because um, I would like to be in either one of those positions, Mm -hmm. um, but also just because get it girl. Mm Hmm. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't have said it better myself. Get it, girl. All right, so now we're going to shoot over to Season 3, Episode 10, which is called The Cult of Sheila. Now, here's what I wrote for this. Uh, <laughs> as, the, as the episode begins, the Hammonds are having their realty. Uh, yeah, why do they say it weird? Is it because they're real? Because that, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, in California. Zombies. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, having their realty uh, launch party, which takes an icky turn when Poplovic shows up. He stumbles across the kill den. Uh, and it's safe to say he's pretty damn excited by what he sees in the freezer. Earlier in the season, Sheila proposes that Joel consider turning up uh, so they could spend eternity together uh, because he obviously wanted to become a zombie at some point. Now, the idea of forever doesn't sound too appealing to Joel, and we don't blame the guy. Uh, being immortal sounds cool and all, but it might be a bit too much. Whatever Joel decides later, he and Sheila get into a fight, and it's not looking too great. At the same time, Ron shows up at the party and reveals that he uh, he turned two people who are going to be eating spree all over the town. And of course they are. 
Uh, that's why Sheila and Joel were trying to stop, I guess, him from doing something. Uh, while Poplovic is roaming around the Hammonds home, he runs <laughs> sometimes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, he runs into Joel and kidnaps him. It turns out he thinks Joel is an undead guy and is surprised to see that he bleeds. Uh, now, sorry, Poplovic, you got the wrong person. Ha ha ha. He soon learns that it's Sheila that is undead and <laughs> immediately attacks her when he shows up to save Joel. Now, when Sheila trapped by a metal rod through her body and Joel tied up, it's fortunate that Tommy, Ron, and Jean show up to rescue them. And just like that, they take down Poplovic and they make their escape. Sheila and Joel come home and learn that Abby and Eric were dealing with their own mess, Popovic's men, who are now undead as well, showing up to cause trouble. But with Abby's newfound badassness, she manages to kill both of them and ends up night clubbing, uh, night cuddling, <laughs> not clubbing, cuddling with Eric. Finally! And that's what we've been waiting for her to happen the whole season. <laughs> In the final moments of Santa Clarita died ever, Joel reveals that he is ready to be turned by Sheila. And he wants to spend forever with her and can't imagine doing anything else. But before Sheila can do anything, Mr. Balllegs jumps up on Joel's shoulder, goes into his ear, and kills him. Then Sheila, uh, with only one choice left, bites him. Moments after her bite, Joel opens his eyes and says, hi. And then scene cuts to black. And this is literally the moment Santa Clarita Diet fans have been waiting for. And we'll never see where the story could have gone from there. I found that on a fan site, and I didn't read that till right now. Uh, but I probably wrote that. I probably wrote that myself. It sounds like my humor. Okay, so quickly summing this up. Obviously, uh, the Croatian doctor from ER, uh, he he finds his way to find to get the black goo out of people because he can create some device or something. What was it that he could create? It just it's it was, a cosmetic. It's an anti aging thing. Oh, okay. An anti-agent thing, right. Uh, and then you have Ethan Embry, and then I guess some old zombie lady, and uh, uh, who else? Uh, Randy from My Name is Earl. No, that's Ethan Embry. Oh. Uh, and then you have the old zombie Oh, and then the uh, another zombie, the bald zombie guy yeah. who's there. Uh, and then they save people somehow, and then uh, Timmy Holofont shoots the Croatian doctor from ER in the back of the head. And um, that's cool. Also, I really like the kid from Meet the Millers uh, or What Hot, the the series, like the I guess the the next door neighbor kid. Oh, I sure. Yeah, I think he's really cool yeah, in this. Um, I like him as an actor. Uh, but anyway, I, I guess it's a pretty fine show. Now, as far as a, as a finale goes, Zombie, what did you think about this as a finale uh, of a season? Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely. Um think it was a show truly um <laughs> i mean honestly if i had been watching this as it was coming out i guess i would be like not that disappointed with the ending personally um yeah it's it's got like a hook like oh it could continue could not or could we could just assume they're both zombies they're both just living their life they're both selling houses regularly and it goes from there they're undead together forever and i would consider that a happy ending to be honest yeah i think now, would, i think i could be satisfied would you have preferred if timothy oliphant stayed in the position where he just said mommy uh yes absolutely oh, um perfect. i think that honestly for the rest of forever could be the last thing that he says just <laughs> mommy that's his only word 
All right. No. <laughs> now no. let's get into some let's get into some speculation to see if uh, this show is really worth people taking the time to binge. Uh, as we know, this show is about zombies and uh, uh, I guess the drought of California, as well as just the life of being a realtor. Now, with all those things comes death, right, and uh, dismemberment. And we've seen these two episodes. There's some death going on here. Um, now, in the last episode, we saw, well, we didn't see, but we heard somebody get punctured, and then they splatter blood everywhere, which would probably be probably cool looking if we did see it. Uh, but throughout the three seasons, we did see a lot of horrific deaths. Michael Zombie, of all the deaths we saw, what was your favorite death? Well, um, just side note here, um, the bald zombie guy, who I thought I knew from something. Yeah. Um, I absolutely do not, but he is in a show called star fuckers. And I think Ooh. that's the best show for <laughs> the best name for a show I've ever heard. Anyway, maybe a later best... episode of no time to binge. <clears throat> the best death, um, I think was when, um, the sheriff guy, it had nothing to do with drew Barrymore. Mm. Um, the sheriff, uh, didn't like the cop so much that he he ended up uh making up a break-in um just so that he could shoot him and then like he he was like climbing in the window to he was making noises the the cop was making all sorts of noises the sheriff thought he was gonna help him um and then the the cop uh, shot him out the window. Uh, he splattered onto the front yard, and then uh, he just took the uh, the trowel that he was using to build um, the wall in the backyard, and just went to town on his chest, and and then um, ate his heart raw. Even though he wasn't a zombie either, I just I I like human on human realistic violence. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the choreography in that was stunning. Uh, Zombie, same question. Favorite death? So my favorite death was actually when um, Jack Black made a guest appearance. Um, and he actually showed up and he, it turns out he was like the original zombie. He was like the king zombie. Um, and we got to watch him. Um, we got to like watch him like partially devour um like nathan fillion's corpse but then like spit it all back up just for funsies i thought that was really violent and really horrible and i loved it yeah it was definitely yeah. it was uh it was filthy is what it was i mean i mm -hmm. wouldn't know the way to say it. it was filthy uh yeah. drew Bur drew burrymore same, uh, same question that's you yeah no no i know thank you oh, okay thanks <laughs> for the reminder um no my favorite was um when they did the parallel episode with the storyline in the background you know they do that sometimes in shows where the background characters kind of persist throughout and you slowly see this person just get dragged behind a bus for like the entirety of the episode mm -hmm. and they comment on the bus because they can never catch it They're like where are the stops like and then you hear them the person faintly just going ah, ah. and then you know next scene a few scenes later the bus is in the background person's getting behind it you find out they're a zombie later so it's not so unrealistic but i just really enjoyed yeah the 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 very slow whittling down in the background so no, nice little that. like background treat for people who pay attention 
Yeah, no, I agree. I never thought I wanted to see a zombie bus until they pulled that mm-hmm. off in this, which is, you know, clever, I'll say. Yeah. Clever, uh, <laughs> if not topical. Uh, now, as we know, the director of this, the showrunner and director of this, is a huge JoJo uh, fan. And there's many references to JoJo throughout this. And if you are if you have a keen eye, you can spot a couple. Uh, Drew Burrymore, did you happen to spot any JoJo references? Uh, the same episode with the bus when the bus has the stand. Um, yeah, just really interesting to see the bus like flex and do the glamour pose. And then the little menace symbol shows up and then the bigger bus shows up behind it as a ghost and they, you know, deal with it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Zombie. Now being the uh, Jojo, yeah, you're, no. you're, you're the Jojo expert here. Yeah, yeah, no, if you actually look in an episode, I want to say it was season two, episode 25-ish, I think. Um, if you'll notice, there's actually in one of the houses that they're showing, um, it is the stone mask. And you find out later that the owner of that house is actually a vampire. And they started the zombie outbreak. Yeah, just Dang. it was just a fun little bit of mm-hmm. background lore there. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Michael Zombie, I know you've been doing your research on JoJo recently. What'd you find out in this season? Um, well, I think my favorite one was the one where Nathan Fillion, um, after he becomes a zombie, but before he's just a head, um, he is riding on the roof of a car and he kills the person who is driving the car. So that the car is careening. Um, out of nowhere um right before the car hits the telephone pole he rips off his shirt he has like 70 abs um and then the car hits the pole and he does the flip and then he lands and then he does the pose and then the glean goes off of his teeth um yeah i think that was my favorite one where they actually made um nathan fillion into uh, Joe Star, versatile actor. The guy can literally do mm-hmm. anything. Oh, yeah. uh, now as uh, Zombie brought up, uh, they talked about vampires. We know this is mostly zombies. So what we get in the middle of the second season is that this is a glimpse of building up a dark universe of all the universal monsters, and then they go ham on it in the end of second season, the beginning of third season. Uh, uh, Michael, what was your favorite? Uh, inclusion of the universal monsters well i i really liked how they set up the character of ramona um in the drugstore um talking to uh tim oliphant um about i forget what why i forget he's looking at toasters and he's also looking at medicine at some point um and you think she's just like this innocent little weird girl ends up. She's the leader of the vampires. Um, she's making Dracula her bitch. Um, she's, you know, taking his head and putting it down in between mm-hmm. her legs whenever she feels like it. Um, that happens really sort of a lot in this. I... And it only they only really graphically show it a couple of times, which I think was the right decision. I think if it was too much, it would have been overkill. Um, but, but yeah, I, I did enjoy how she took, uh, 
Dracula and and sort of did what she wanted with him. He didn't seem to mind though. Uh Drew, you wanted to add on to that. Um I I can I answer the question and kind of add on to it in oh, that please. way? Yeah. Please do. Um it's the episode where they sell the house to Frankenstein and his bride. I mean, mm. Frankenstein's monster and his bride. And they, you know, Timothy Oliphant and Drew Barrymore leave and Frankenstein and his bride look at each other and they're like, yeah right here yeah mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. and then she starts using a seam stripper on her neck and then it cuts to black yeah, yeah. it's a little more overt but in laying the seeds for something later sex mm-hmm. zombie same question okay so um what was the question uh the, fa- <laughs> the favorite usage of a universal monster for the dark universe right 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 okay so so all right so do you remember um when they had like that episode, it had absolutely nothing to do with the main plot. In fact, it was also, it was like down in Florida in like a swamp area. Mm-hmm. And it's like creature of the black lagoon is trying to sell like swap houses. And then like Shrek makes an appearance. I yeah. love that episode. It had absolutely nothing to do with the main plot, but it was my absolute favorite. I love, I love the little, I love Shrek and Fiona um, house hunting for like a, a little shack in the swamp. I thought it was brilliant. It was very funny. Um, Donkey was there a little bit. It was great. Yeah. I really wish that they would have uh, got the rights to the Smash Mouth song, though, because that, <laughs> that cover was, it just did not do it. They uh, had it they had such a good opportunity for that. Like, could have just, like, at the very, very end, instead of, like, a credits, it's just, like, the ending of Shrek. Yeah. Mm. Napalm Death was a very strange uh decision for the cover band for that for that smash mouth song mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was way better but it just didn't fit the tone yeah i mean the just the word somebody doesn't sound the same in icelandic so i mean no one's gonna start singing along to this uh now uh drew Barrymore, as we know uh, uh the character doesn't want to kill people they don't want to eat uh humans and do some mm-hmm. murders a lot so most of what happens at the end of first season is this weird um recipe making to make sure they can have blood but not also murder people uh which was weird because there was a lot of cooking in this show especially mm-hmm. at the end of season one what was your favorite one of at least one of your favorite like recipes they concocted with blood uh when they make the jello mold but it's mm. specifically in the shape of like the disney cruise ship mm. Uh, I mean, a little bit of cross promotion is kind of irritating, but the craftsmanship that went into that with the little um, square pieces of cheese for the windows and they had the little Mickey Mouse made out of sugar on the front. Mm. And as you look, you can see inside it gets a little graphic, um, but I just the attention to detail. And I mean, they, they must have made that in real life, yeah. right? Like, I mean, it just I, I suppose that might have been a reason Netflix canceled it because the food budget was getting so high. Yeah. Um. So, and then you had the other Jello molds, which I mean, sure, but whatever. The cruise ship was really the cool one. That's true. I've never seen so much power conolingus on Jello mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, zombie. Same question. Favorite blood recipe that you saw them do? Okay, so maybe this is a little bit predictable, but remember when they were like grilling and you like you think they're hot dogs and they turn them over and it's actually like phalluses? Mm-hmm. I loved that. I thought that was that was very creative and they looked really realistic. I, I mean, I, I got to hand it to them. It was almost like they actually just started cutting dicks off and grilling them up. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And uh, the, the and the the chewing like tensity of them, I'm like, yeah. that, has, that has to be what a dick would yeah. feel like. If you I would it. imagine, yeah, I think so. You have yeah. to. You have I don't to, know. I don't eat penis, but yeah, you, you have to slow yeah. cook a penis, or oh. else it gets mm. really tough. Yeah, I heard it can get like really like rubbery and kind of. Yeah. Gross. If you if you cook it low and slow, it breaks down all of those. Uh, it breaks down all those proteins and just yeah that was like one of the longer episodes too they did like a full like tutorial on it as well yeah it's fascinating yeah but but it was all wrong (laughs) yeah that's true but honestly a a good dry rub and a nice grilling Mm -hmm. it's like flank steak yeah yeah Yeah. it's 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 like a good octopus tentacle uh michael how about you or or is that your your answer i wouldn't say it's a recipe uh per se but i did like that they went um that they went sort of uh lighthearted and just took the blood bags and you know capri sunned the straw right into them classic um the vampires did that as well uh for some reason the frankensteins did it um mm. i didn't quite understand but you know when they were having that party uh right before the orgy i mean Mm-hmm. the sex and this is is ridiculous but yeah. but they had they were having that sort of warm-up party where everybody was just hanging out and eating and drinking but then they just had that fun thing where they were all just sitting around you know slurping on their blood bag capri sons and <laughs> i just thought that was fun yeah just hanging out like it's like hey this is like me in high school just you know obviously yeah. with less capri sons um now, Dylan, in the final episode, we saw Drew Barrymore multiple times try to uh, jokingly bribe people. Uh, once with what was said to be two hundred dollars, it really looked like sixty bucks yeah. uh, for a new nose. <laughs> and then at the end, it was forty dollars for a funeral. Which I don't know whose market this is, but that is not how much a funeral cost. Uh, which obviously, it turns out that this is a running gag throughout the whole season or series. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was one of your your favorite? Um, bribes that Drew Barrymore had to pull off. It's when she offers the werewolf the peanut butter. Yeah, and yeah. I mean we're talking we're talking about the sex stuff. Yeah, and I mean you want to talk I don't about power conolingus, right? I don't need to go super into it, but I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, that was there you go. That was one of those times. It. That was one of those times that 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 it got really graphic. Well, no, this, I was, this was one of the earlier Netflix shows, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And they were really leaning into the we don't have to watch our content. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and it, it was, is honestly <laughs> it was it was an odd choice that, that I saw. It was an odd choice of her looking at this and being like, "This is creamy peanut butter. I know you don't want this." Mm-hmm. And then she yelled for Olafon in the next room, like, "Bring me that crunchy shit!" Mm-hmm. And then it was like, "This is ASMR." werewolf power kind of like it, it was yeah. the real it the the bribe itself was interesting but it was the reveal that it was the school's principal as the werewolf that i was mm-hmm. like whoa okay yeah straight a's yeah but it's just just the fact that they got drew barrymore to actually like smear that peanut butter all over herself yeah. like that yeah. uh before letting that i don't know if that was a a real werewolf or if it was just like a big well-trained dog um but like it was 
I was a little bit uncomfortable for as well, long apparently, as was. apparently that was all CGI and they had Andy Circus come in and actually do the hmm. mocap for that. So, and he is allergic to peanuts. So as a method actor, he's like, well, this werewolf is not allergic to peanuts. I no longer can be allergic to peanuts. Yeah, he'll and do anything was, for that best actor award. I tell you, especially if mm-hmm. I could be on all fours at any mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Uh, uh, zombie. How about you? Uh, same question, which was, Yes, please remind me. Yeah, please. Favorite bribe. I'm sorry. Yeah, favorite bribe that Drew Barrymore has to pull off. Mm. Okay, so my favorite bribe was actually when um, Drew Barrymore had to like bribe her way into like the the, the blood bank. Mm. Um, not for herself though. Um, she was doing like a housewarming party for the vampire that she sold out. That like was like she was like trying to sell a house to another family of vampires. And she couldn't, like, she, like, had to provide wine, but, like, it couldn't just be, like, any old blood. She couldn't do, like, cow's blood. It had to be, like, human blood because she's got to she's got to offer the fancy shit, right? Because it was a big client. I, I loved that when she, she had to, like, bribe her way in um, by flashing her titties. It was great. Also very graphic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a- <laughs> I appreciated it. Such a weird bribe because you yeah. really can't take anything away with you. It just, I, no. I just saw that. That's nice. Take uh, only pictures. You know what they say. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're worth only a thousand words. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I forgot oh. the rest of that one. Um, <laughs> Michael Zombie, same question. Bribe um, City. I, I think it was funny that time uh, that Drew Barrymore was, uh, you know, she was caught. Uh, they knew that she was murdering people and she was running. Um, and then she ran into that guy on the street. Um, and then she quick, you know, got her wallet out and she goes, uh, shit, I only have Canadian money. Why do I have Canadian money at all? Um, and then she looks up and it was Getty Lee that she ran into and she's like, Oh, cool. I mean, he needs Canadian money. I mean, so she, you know, she gives him the, the 120 Canadian or whatever. And then he's like, Oh, thanks. I can buy a new base with this. And then mm-hmm. she just runs away. Yeah, which is weird because it's not really a bribe. It's more of just here's some money. Uh, but it kind of worked the same because he she got a song out of it. So that worked out. It, it, she uh, was just it, they were just so like they were just doing it so much at that point that it was just like it was just like implied that that if she wouldn't have given him the, mm. the bribe he would have you know stopped her or you know held her back from what she was doing yeah and i mean all the reverse conolingus that they were getting it's just uh you know obviously that's why he took that money uh reverse it was a rever- uh, mm-hmm. reverse yeah uh I, I saw that on instagram uh now dylan and and i don't know where it was but one of the people that uh she was trying to sell a house to finds out that she could kill people and could also offer some blood and they thought for some reason you know as we remember in this episode i'm sure why i'm explaining Mm -hmm. so much of this but uh and they're like yeah and if you haven't seen this episode uh they're like i feel that rich people blood would taste better uh so can you please bring me uh some of rich people blood and they gave drew barrymore a list of at least 10 celebrities which was a celebrity that you were not expecting to be on that list because you know their blood would taste bad. Uh, who's the guy who does um, uh, Andrew Dice Clay? That's it. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, talk about a guy who hasn't been relevant since he was sampled for that one song. Mm-hmm. Um, Stars Born. I think so. Shallow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with the Lady the Lady Gaga version. Yeah. Yep. Um, no. I mean, I know he does cameos. And I know he's still... <laughs> I'm glad we got that on camera. Anyway, that's definitely the first time that's happened tonight, and it's never happened before. Never. Um, <laughs> anyway no uh the Andrew, there we go what what did he he didn't say bam that was mm. that, that was, was Emerald Lagasse. that was bam oh he did the oh like that's him yeah, oh, yeah oh, he was like oh, hey yo oh wait okay andrew dice clay whoa yeah hey. and, and then she this. gets <laughs> the, i mean i'm glad he has a good sense of humor about himself because she gets the blood back to the people who want it and they're like this is this tastes like shit. This tastes like yeah. Marlboro and like Tabasco sauce. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's nice to see, even though he's kind of a raging douchebag, it's nice to see he has a sense of humor about himself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Zombie, of all the list of celebrities, which ones you thought would taste the worst? So it, it kind of surprised me how political this one got, right? Um. So, like, I remember when, like, Drew Barrymore was, like, jokingly, like, haha, eat the rich, right? Which is interesting because she's, like, a realtor for, like, clearly very wealthy people. Um, And then she decides, you know what, actually, I think I am going to eat the rich. And she, like, ate Elon Musk. And it was, like, very, very slow and very, um, like, he was screaming a lot because she started at the toes. Yeah. Um, And honestly, I found it quite delightful. And yeah. I was a little jealous because I, I also have fantasies no. about starting at toes. Yeah. No, so and, and, thing. yeah, and she can definitely bite through a toe bone like mm-hmm. with ease. Mm-hmm. So her mm-hmm. jaw strength is just insane. Oh yeah, uh, Michael. Yeah, she was like, she was enjoying it. Yeah, mm. she was enjoying doing it, but she was yeah. like mostly like spitting the out the meat because yeah, he, yeah. It yeah, looked like he tasted terrible. Yeah, oh, it he, looked like he. Yeah, he would taste like what I think a kangaroo would taste like. Yeah. Just stringy for some reason. Just mm, stringy, stringy and kind of like uh, dirt. Uh, Michael yeah. Zombie, same question. Of the list um, of celebrities, who do you think would taste the worst? I think um, the one that would taste the worst would probably have been Kid Rock. Um, oh, God, dude. Yeah. He did not. He did not have quite as much of a sense of humor as the Dice Man did. Mm. Um <laughs> um, mine too actually which is really weird <laughs> uh but i i think it was funny because they got kid rock to do the uh cameo mm-hmm. in the show but i guess um from what i read he he didn't want to come back like like andrew dice clay did and you know do a funny little thing so they were just like talking about how his blood just tasted like uh sweat light beer and piss um and honestly when i look at kid rock that's what i feel like he smells and probably what his blood Mm -hmm. tastes like yeah i i i thought that they were kind of gonna go with a route of like oh let's use kid rock's blood as like an energy drink uh maybe to kind of give us like a boost of like either some old cocaine or whatever axe body spray does if you kind of uh ingest it but no apparently it was cocaine yeah or (laughs) (laughs) new cocaine uh but no it just makes you lethargic which is uh crazy yeah um now 
Dylan, we saw in the last episode the evolution of that weird uh, ball, meatball, bloody thing, and it had legs and stuff, uh, which is odd because as you know, you start binging the season, it's like, oh, this isn't the first bloody pet that they've had. I would have thought that after seeing that in the last episode. Um, but of all the weird bloody pets, or I guess pet adjacent, and we'll mm-hmm. get to that soon, um, what was the one you found the most disturbing? Uh, it's the one when they only have it for two episodes, but it's the talking toaster oven that Timothy mm. Oliphant buys as a, when he attempts to replace them. You know, he goes out and he buys a new one. And the one he gets from that weird kid doing like the mad science in the garage across the way. And it keeps begging for human flesh and it keeps begging this really weird. Like, it's not like, please give me food. I'm hungry. It's more like needly. Mm. And really just made my skin crawl and there's no gore to it they don't do anything like they don't cook anybody in it they don't feed anybody to it they don't do anything with it but the way it kept asking for stuff i'm like there is something unsettling about this yep no i completely agree and then they and then it like they it's like listen if you guys aren't going to do it for me i'm not going to do it for you i'm going to leave and then it just scoots off down the road and i'm like thank god they must have felt like it wasn't working yeah that was pretty disturbing uh michael zombie same question yeah the uh, i was i was wondering if i was going to talk about this um but the weasels um that the frankenstein skinned um Mm -hmm. to use as the condoms um because they for some reason they needed to use the weasel skins for condoms um but then they just took the skinned weasels and just threw them into a pile. And then when um, Drew Barrymore saw the pile, she just like took little nibbles out of each of them. And then they had like the little farm of uh, skinless weasels. Um, They got a little bit more violent um, than you would think they did. They did eat that one neighborhood child. And that's when they, needed to get rid of uh the weasels uh but i thought that was i thought it was fun because for like four episodes it it was just like strangely very cute skinless weasels just running around and frolicking and having a good time and then they just they just had one slip up they just ate one kid and and all of a sudden now we got to get rid of these weasels and they also never explained why the Frankensteins couldn't just wash out the one weasel skin that they already had. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously reuse it. Like, what are you going to... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a it's a skin. <laughs> it's just a skin. Uh, zombie, most disturbing pet or pet adjacent? All right. So this one's kind of pet adjacent, but like, you know, uh, Nathan Fillion's uh, zombified head, right? Mm-hmm. Do I? There were the, that was like there were there was like that string of episodes where he was like into pet play for some reason. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was like just like barking and like they had to like collar him, but it was really hard because he didn't really have much of a neck, so it like kept falling off. But they kept trying for him because like this was his thing, and like yes, Drew Barrymore like ate him, and they felt bad. So yeah, no, when, when he was like going through his pet play phase, yeah. um, it was, it was, it was, 
kind of weird that he was like kind of trying to force everyone into his kinks, but yeah, I thought it, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Nathan <laughs> Fillion's gonna do what Nathan Fillion do exactly, uh, and now- and when uh, and when Jack Black uh, ate Nathan Fillion's body. Um, yeah. And then spit it all back out, and they Nathan, used it as Nathan like Fillion's head was right there watching the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then they used the uh, the the gunk that he spit out mm-hmm. like play doh, and like tried to make a, a dog body for him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it just yeah. it didn't it never quite worked, but it was fun to watch them try. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the thought that counted. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah after was... a while, they just you know made spaghetti out of it. Yeah, um, that was the last episode before they got their new prop master, and you can really kind of tell. Yeah, I mean, what like when they kept breaking his toes off, it's like, well, these look like fake mm-hmm. toes. But then when they kept like sucking on him to try to like turn him on with his own toes, it's like, I wish these look like real toes because I mm-hmm. could be turned on here, but I'm just not. Yeah. Look like hot um, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really, mm-hmm. I'm surprised none of you mentioned that weird like in that one episode where like the that UPS driver came but like a little bit too late at nighttime and she just kind of took his skin off and then had his skin sitting there and then they put like a beret on it and they're like, "Well, let's just go to him for like uh some kind of sham wow needs." Uh I thought that was pretty uh odd. And I'm like, "I guess I missed an episode cuz I don't fully understand this." <laughs> Um, now the, the big, uh, I guess the big MacGuffin of season three is this necro fluid, right? This black goo that they get out of zombies, uh, to make, uh, I, I guess makeup or, or, or cosmetics. Um, uh, now that started the beginning. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, now that started the beginning of season three and obviously each season had its own MacGuffin. Um, what, what was one of your favorite MacGuffins other than this necro fluid? Uh, I'm going to start with Michael Zombie because I know he's been itching to talk about this one. Well, I already talked about it a little bit. Um, mm. It was it was the uh, the green goop that they wrung out of the weasel skins after yeah. they were finished with them. Yeah. Um, and that was sold as an aphrodisiac. And uh, it didn't turn anyone on. Um, but they kept saying, no, 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 this is going to work. This is going to work. Um, this is Frankenstein come, of course it's going to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they realize that, um, that the Frankenstein come isn't alive anymore. Yeah. Um, it's like stitched together from different sperms and they never quite work the way that they're supposed to. Yeah. Um, and the, the two different balls that they get mixed up in it just doesn't it never Mm -hmm. um yeah but but they kept going at it it was like throughout almost the entire series it it was just that one guy just trying to get this frankenstein come aphrodisiac to work right i thought the weird part about that was they never really told anyone how to make it work either they just sold this semen and they're like well do i rub this on my stuff is this a suppository do i drink this is it why is there an eyedropper with this? I don't understand anything. Um, so yeah, they I think they were it. supposed to drop it into their eyes, but nobody ever figured it out. Yeah, well, everybody was behind... trying to put it up just up their butts. Well, apparently, yeah. from behind the scenes, it was supposed to be an eardropper, <gasps> like when you have swimmer's ear. 
but no one tried that, and then a couple scenes got deleted, and they kind of lost that whole plot line. Is, is that why Ball Legs or whatever it is climbs into his ear at the end? Because exactly. that's what produces it, and then... Yeah, because okay. they're like, well... Because this is where the Frankenstein scene yeah. is supposed to go. And he's like, well, I'm the closest thing to some kind of uh, stitched together muck. So I'll, I'll just pop in there. Mm-hmm. Um, zombie, same question. Okay, so um, Jack Black's uh, zombie spit. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely my favorite. Uh, they don't really know what it does, but they assume that it cures cancer. So they tried to like sell it as like a cancer cure. Only it didn't actually work. It just made people like really, 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 really sick. Um, but at least they weren't thinking about their cancer. And yeah. that was the takeaway of the whole episode. And like, honestly, I think it really wrapped up, um, season two really well. It was I great. Agree. Yeah. And it really, it really shows Jack Black's power of salesmanship because since mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore had so much of this extra spit, she was just giving it away with her sandwiches on the, the realty tours, which. Oh yeah. They made it look delicious to- too. Yeah, I, I I did like how they bottled it up and called it Rika Giga Goo. No, <laughs> Rika Giga Goo. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Drew Barrymore, same question. MacGuffin City, where are we at? It's funny that you. I, I like that you introed this question with that. Michael's been itching to do it. Mm. Um, it's when they are looking for Pope Benedict's finger bone. Um, mm. which of course they had. They very clearly spent some travel budget to go to rome like Mm. yeah the vatican um because you know you're a zombie you can't feel pain but that means you can't scratch your itches and they're like the only thing that can scratch a zombie's itch is the bone of the pope's finger now you know they try to ignore it for a while and then the climax of season two is they go to rome and they have to chop the tip off benedict's finger um i just really like the idea of using that's kind of a neat relic yeah no, I agree. And especially when you see a title searching for Rome bone, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be a sex heavy episode. Yeah. Not pretty gross. Old man fingery gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think yeah. that's all the questions that I have. Uh, does anybody the else only, have any? The only sexual thing was uh, that Drew Barrymore did try to scratch that itch inside of her vagina with that finger. Uh, yeah. Um of course, when you use a Pope's finger bone like that, it immediately vaporizes from the sin. So that's how you mm-hmm. get it out of the way so that it doesn't impact season three too badly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's really no It probably would have worked better if, if she hadn't have done that first. They went through <laughs> yeah. a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, looking for that Rome bone. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Uh, so listen, I appreciate all of you guys uh, pointing up with my questions. Uh, I think that I've come to my consensus that this is probably not a show that I'm going to make some time to binge. Uh, there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. And although this sounds gory and sexy as all hell, uh, I'm not really sure if I'm going to take any time. But I would like to know what you guys think. Zombie, based on what you've seen and heard, would you make some time to binge Santa Clarita diet. Um, I'm not gonna binge it. I am gonna like selectively watch the episodes with Jack Black spitting in people's mouths. Um, <laughs> that those are my absolute favorites. Like the show had some like really like weird sex scenes. Um, so I may give those like another watch or two, but like just for research purposes, honestly. Yeah, I've um, never I've never seen the spitting in somebody's mouth from that point of view where somebody wants to spit and he just keeps sucking it back up and I go, oh, yeah. give it to me. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah he, he's like he was teasing. And I'm, I mean, like, I'm not going to say I'm like into that, but like, I mean, I'm not whatever. not into that now. 
Yeah, no, whatever. It's fine. Uh, Michael, Zomb <laughs> Michael Zombie, will you make time to binge watch this show? Um, uh, B kind of summed it up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think there's any reason to binge this entire thing again, but there are certain episodes and I remember, um, the titles and I remember the season and the, the episode numbers where they do get real graphic with the sex scenes, um, <laughs> And uh, any any of the ones where you see Tim Oliphant's dick, um, it's... Well, I mean, sp speaking of which, while we're on the subject, what was one of your favorite titles? Um, well, that one that was just called This is the First One with Tim Oliphant's Dick. I was yeah, like... It was sexy. I'm like, we're... I mean, now we're getting there. Um, and that one was the first time that we saw Tim Oliphant's dick, but... Yeah. Um, I think we saw the least amount in that episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's probably not the one I'm going to be watching. Um, there was that one episode that was just um, after he kills his first victim. Um, there's an episode that's kind of just him in the shower for the entire just, half mm -hmm. an hour. Yeah. Just. Well, there's so washing much blood himself on him. and yeah, uh, so much blood yeah and uh, get clean. the the amount of taint shots in that was really doing it for me yeah uh yeah a real symmetrical taint uh from what i found out all of one of very, the best taints i've ever seen very symmetrical and that's how you can really uh describe beauty i think the symmetry uh dylan drew burrymore will you make some time to binge this no um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not bad, and it's I I don't I don't like the I don't think I like the comedy that much in this show. There's something about it. It's a little too broad. It's a little too ob. I don't want to say obvious, but I don't know. It just didn't didn't really click with me. Um, I'll find a YouTube compilation, or I guess vimeo compilation because youtube would probably not let you put it up there of all the good parts mm -hmm. um i just don't have the time to go through and watch this entire thing i don't think it would be worth it for me yeah it, i i kind of agree i mean oliphant is like he is just a a beast of a man and just gorgeous to look at mm -hmm. uh taint and everything else um but i will say that Everything else I've seen him in, I've liked him a lot better than this. Uh, he seems to have an odd timing to to the jokes, and and it is it is a weird style of humor. Um, there, there's better Oliphant taint in Mandalorian. Oh boy, and yeah. Deadwood. You want some? Yeah, I was gonna, dirty. I was gonna uh, say Deadwood. You want to talk uh, about an ironic wanna... title if ever I've heard one. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you. That's what that's the opposite of what happens when you see that filthy taint. Uh it's not Deadwood. Okay, so listen, uh guys, let us know what you think about Santa Clarita's diet and if we should make time to binge this. Uh it seems from what we can remember, um, probably not. Selective episodes, if anything, uh, mostly for Oliphant and or the taint of said font. Um Okay, so uh, yeah, let us know in the comments or, or, or hit up, uh, uh, text Dylan, let him know what you think about this show because he's going to secretly watch this, not tell anybody. Now, next episode, though, uh, I may or may not be hosting. I have no idea. But the important thing is we're going to be talking about a good show. 
we're going to be talking about the gorgeous, the incomparable Gem and the Holograms, uh, the 80s cartoon. Now, it turns out you can find this on Tubi for free. Uh, and I guess there's three seasons of this. Yeah. So we're, I know, we're going to be watching uh, the very first and very last episode of Gem and the Holograms, the original series, and let you guys know if there should be or should not be time to binge this. Uh, before we get out of here, does, is there anything else that we should talk about Santa Clarita diet or uh, anything no, I didn't think so. We talked about no, all the sexy stuff, but we did yeah. a lot of sex. Yeah, the sexy okay. stuff is really because. Yeah, I think Dylan was right about the comedy. It's it's pretty lame. Yeah, pretty lame. Um, for and you would think that they would have had a little bit harder hitting comedy in a show with that much like nudity and gore mm-hmm. and unsimulated sex scenes. Um, yeah, yeah, but. No. Hey, I guess you gotta. I Pick guess you gotta cut corners somewhere. Yeah, yeah. cutting corners. If, if secondhand embarrassment is your thing, great. This is definitely the show for you. Yeah. Not so love, much for me. Love that. Love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The beautiful zombie. Where can people hear your voice? People find you, et cetera, et cetera. So you can find me on my shows. Uh, it is this podcast a JoJo reference and deep lore you cannot follow. Um, you can follow my Twitter, Queen Beth EV. Uh, I have an Instagram, um, Jack Blacks for Jack Black, or I'm sorry, Black Jacks for Jack Black. There it is. <laughs> One of those two. I've had a few of these. You could also follow my cosplay Instagram. It's b.bethy. And, uh, that's all. That's everything I got. I'm gonna love, have it. More. love it. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Black Jacks for Jack Black. That's us. Uh, Zombie. Where you at, my boy? Oh, he's talking to I'm me. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> you said zombie. I was like, it's well, just zombie. Come on. Oh, it's zombie? Oh. Yeah. Why well, didn't I um, correct you? I didn't watch season two. I didn't get the joke. Listen to uh Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex on the Podmoth Network. You can also follow us on Instagram at Jack Billings Presents. We have little um funny clips of the episodes and we also have um unlike some people on instagram we actually make funny memes um and post them up um and uh yeah follow me on twitter at my neighbor m-i-c-h-1 <laughs> uh thank you all shades uh let's see drew Barrymore. Hit me with your deets. Yeah, you can follow me at Vorpal underscore words on everything for tabletop gaming and writing stuff. But I'm also on all the Some Nobody stuff with Zach. Uh, I show up and he puts all of the background effort in for all the art and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and the openings and stuff like that. I'm here. I talk sometimes uh, on Twitching Upstream, Talking Upstream. This show, award-winning PowerPoint Showdown. <sighs> <laughs> I shouldn't. You're swearing a lot tonight. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And now for something completely well, different. Well, obviously, sweetie, I didn't know we'd be burying the container. What I do is, uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, "I'm coming to join you." You want to get into things? Well, I mean... No, 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 no. Let's get into things.
let's get real. Everybody, Bojack wants to get real. Cancel the bubble round, because we're getting real. Nobody's here.